You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. My name is Tim Hayes coming at you from Gainesville, Florida, where, yeah, I sound really extra special good. And that's because I have a new microphone. I'd like to thank that for all our listeners that have been donating money to us to keeping this show afloat and all of our high-powered advertisers. Mm-hmm. Well, Hogan's yeah. Biscuit says you're welcome. Uh, as a little guy in Minneapolis, I'm using the same 1960s 3M microphone that I bought at the thrift store uh, 10 years ago, and I still sound better than Tim. <laughs> and this is uh, your your third host, uh, Spencer Howe in Boston. Um, I pretty much sound regular. I don't know. Things are fine. Regular. I you're, don't... You're definitely the third host, so I thanks for that. Um, yeah. So guys, a lot of things going on in the cycling world, but first, thank you for doing a nice episode last week um, with Adam Meyerson as a special guest. I liked yeah. how uh, good flow. It's um, pretty cool. I, I tried to flow. I appreciate you telling uh, my story as I'm walking down the streets of Edinburgh, uh, Scotland. I'm probably pronouncing the city's name wrong, but anyways, as I'm Most walking definitely. down the street. We'll check in with Murray. I'll see a fat bike rolling down the street and a guy in a kilt and I tried running after him to get to uh, take a picture, but I crossed a street and then the cars were coming the wrong way. And I was like, Oh my God. And I almost died. Uh, so that was a little awkward. Worth it. I will say that uh, that look right thing and then look left. It's definitely uh, a little tricky. Hmm. Um, was it a sport kilt? No, like, it was, was it, it was specifically a little, designed utility kilt. Yeah. It was no, it was like a legit tweed. Looked a little itchy. What did the um, Scottish think of utility kilts? I do you think ask. they're down with it, or do you think there's like this stupid American, like techno punk thing? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Well, let's Perfect. talk about let's talk about bikes. All right, let's oh, talk okay. about bikes. Um, big news really today, and I just want to get this off my chest. Props to Carmen Saul Small and Elbows Racing for. Uh, Signing up for the Nature Valley Grand – I mean the Minnesota North Star Bicycle Festival pre- presented by Preferred One and various other medical corporations. Uh, women mm-hmm. entrant into the race. And if I hear one jackass say, oh, you got girled by Carmen Small, I'm going to be really, really angry because yeah. I think it's pretty awesome and we should give full respect. So you guys have heard this news, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, from you. So Carmen Small is a legit one of the best female racers in the country. 2013 time trial champion, I believe, uh, national champion. So my question to you guys, where do you think uh, she would finish up on some of those stages on the crits and time trials versus the men? Um, Do you think that she's going to be kind of mid-pack? Would that be a successful race for her? Finishing the race, would that be successful? The time trial is probably the easiest one to predict because they do the same course. And she's, you know, she's won that time trial before, 
and uh, you know you can look at her time and compare it to to the men's, and it's it's definitely a respectable time. Um, so I think she's gonna she's gonna have no trouble there, and uh, you know in the crits, I think she'll be able to hang in. Um, road races though are definitely longer than the women's road races, so I think that's where if she's gonna have trouble, that's where it's gonna come. Okay. Yeah. I do um, want to say it's a total coup by Elbows Racing to get Carmen Small because of the amount of publicity this is getting that team. And yeah. mm-hmm. I think that that should not be underestimated too. Well, so. they are kind of the masters of, uh, of this, you know, they've, I mean, nature Valley itself, like they came a couple of years ago, uh, with Travis McCabe and a certain Eric Marcotte, uh, that nobody had heard of before. And now those guys are smashing everyone's faces. Um, they sure. animated a lot of stages uh, a few years ago. Um, so, and you know, Carmen Small is, Hopefully she'll do that. How awesome would it be for her to get off the front on one of these races? You know, like she's very familiar with this race. She's won it a handful of times. Yeah. Um, you know, she's she's no stranger to the courses. So uh could be good. Could be interesting. Could be They're going to move a lot of elbows at the end of this weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of units. <laughs> I don't know that that's what they sell. <laughs> no? No. No. Now that was the big news, uh, Carmen Small. So congrats to her uh, for taking yeah. this on. Uh, it's it's very exciting. Sadly, this is a this is what happens when the women's race gets canceled uh, for a variety yeah. of reasons that we've discussed before. Namely, the reason given being the lack of entrance. Um, still I a lot of controversy on if uh, if <laughs> impatience they, if, if impatience is what really went there. <laughs> um, so there's definitely some. Side, all sides of the story on that one. Do you guys know there's more there's more amateur crits this year? This I, this dork gets to race in downtown St. Paul on Wednesday night. Yeah, at the expense of the women. Way to go, little guy. So little guy, I would love to see uh, a full race <laughs> I would report. Get dropped. Yeah, I'll get you a full <laughs> race report. Um, judging by how my crit performance was last Tuesday on a much easier course, I'm probably going to get dropped. Not going to make the time cut. But I'll be there because who? I mean, you never get to race in downtown St. Paul. You only get yeah. to race at the state fairgrounds in Minnesota. I was under the impression that was the only place you were allowed to race bikes in Minnesota, but I guess not. Well, just take a, have someone take a picture of you riding uh, in front of Mickey's dining car. That would be uh, great. Uh, oh, that would be good. And then maybe yeah, we can autograph it. We can autograph it and auction it off for Spencer's new microphone at the <laughs> Richmond 2016 <laughs> 2015 oh, World Championships yeah. live show. Oh, man. We have a silent auction for like a, a picture of me getting dropped. Autographed. <laughs> Please make sure <laughs> you're wearing that, that pink jersey. I didn't have the legs. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we get to the big news on all of the stage races and kind of talking about the tour and, yeah. you know, you guys did a great job uh, following up on the Bradley Wiggins hour record. The one thing I want to point out is that that statement that you said, like, he lapped the second fastest guy, um, yep. Dowsett out there. That's that's probably the uh, – I, I mean he probably lapped him, what, two times at least? I think so. I think uh, that puts it all in perspective on how fast uh, Bradley Wiggins was going out there. And yep. thanks for bringing that up. But one of my favorite things this past weekend, and I was thinking about this when I was in Scotland. I actually drove past where they were doing the downhill World Cup on the way to go discover uh, Nessie up in the Loch Ness. Yeah, and you had nec- good luck with that. Yeah, I wish that I did the World's Cup, but uh, maybe next year. You only had a camera. <laughs> I needed sonar. Um, that being said, 
This past week's uh, World Cup downhill won by American Aaron Gwynn. And there's a really cool video on it uh, from RedBull.tv where he wins the, the race without a chain. He snaps it going down the uh, the start ramp, and he puts together a pretty sweet uh, um, display. Yeah. Now, immediately the announcer goes at the end. He's like, check that bike for a motor. And then I saw he's sponsored by Specialized, so it starts to make me wonder if, yeah. uh, you know, this motorized thing could actually... <laughs> but, uh, when he when he put the bike down at the end of the downhill run, did the, did the wheels keep turning and the cranks keep going or what? No. Well, they, it was remote control. That's bike. the Cannondale version of the motor. turned it uh, off right. somewhere else. I didn't actually know that downhill bikes had chains. Did you yeah. just... Because <laughs> you just, you walked... Just a drive shaft? Lift. You just walk to the ski lift and you take that back up to the top. Kind of like Strider bikes. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were like adult Strider bikes. You just put pedals on them just to keep your feet out of the way. Yeah, yeah that's what I. That's what I thought. They were like, what? remember those? Remember those sweet like when the BMX uh, scooters, like the little little scooters back in the day that had like rotors and pegs on them and stuff were cool. In, like 1987. No, I don't. You, do, you guys remember that? All right, I'll find a picture. Must have been a little little bit suburban there. So it is uh, a Maple Grove thing. Yeah, anyway, it was not so, like the hard knock life you guys were living. What's What's interesting about this is that at last year uh, at the World Championships, a similar thing happened where where another American, Nico Malali, broke his chain in Stargate and finished fourth in the World Championships with no chain. Uh, so this isn't completely unprecedented. It's a little weird that Americans keep breaking their chains. Maybe it's time to look into new mechanics. Um, but what it brings what it brings to mind for me anyway is maybe there should be some amount of pedaling in downhill racing like some like section where you uphill. just have to give a little crank or well you know it, it depends it, on the course so the course in Scotland is known for being more of an endurance course cuz you do have to pedal between certain segments so you know it because it, it's not all straight downhill like last week's course but then again, I'm not a pro. All I know is the coverage is pretty awesome, and the 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 guys in Red Bull TV they go totally overboard, and I love it. Yeah, it did. It did. It was good coverage. It, it's it's kind of like it's like watching a cross race. They must have all those little cameras on strings, like Sporza does. I you can't know, tell. I can't along. decide if it makes me feel like downhill must be like if that guy is extra good at it. Because he could win without a chain, like he's that awesome, or if it's just like maybe too easy, you know what I mean? Like in a weird sort of way. Like I know well, it's not easy, but well, you just recently went down a hill on a mountain bike that didn't fall apart up in uh, Vermont, right? It's true, I did. So did your did you find that difficult? Were you sitting there going like, man, I really wish there was more pedaling? I did plenty of pedaling. Uh, I don't think I'm as fast as any of those guys, um, and. I didn't go down anything quite as gnarly, but, uh, you know, there's, there's sections where I could get more speed for sure. I don't know. I it don't does seem bike weird much. that you never I have to bike like twice a year. Pedal. All right, guys, let's get to some actual bike racing that requires pedaling, um, Ooh. and working chains. Yep. Uh, of course I'm talking about the Daphne Libre won by one Christopher Froome. You know, he's got a nickname. It's Froomey. By 10 seconds over fan of the podcast, TJ Van Garderen. Big fan and of the podcast. And guys, oof, I don't know. Part of me was almost cheering for TJ Van Garderen on those last two stages. What? Um, what? <laughs> what part of you? 
the, the <laughs> no, part of, don't answer that. <laughs> the part of me that wanted him to have a complete meltdown about 300 meters from the finish on Sunday and then blame it on someone else. And he yeah. didn't. It's like he rope-a-doped us. He um, had a good race. He had a fantastic race. And yeah. he's no Talansky. He's not the future of American cycling. But he's definitely uh, got it. I do want to say that when he took the yellow jersey for Saturday's stage, the yeah. uh, you know Velo News was running all those articles about like with maturity comes race leadership, and he was talking about how he's learned a lot from Sammy Sanchez. Um, and I kind of uh, laughed a little bit. I was sitting there going, uh, "Oh, TJ, you learned most of what you've uh, raced from yourself." No one's ever helped you. What is this new mature TJ Van Garden? I don't maybe, like this. Maybe Sammy said, stop complaining and just race your freaking bike, TJ. So, Because yeah. it seemed to work. And I, I'd say he, he did show maturity and then he didn't try to follow the Froome attacks. He paced himself. And that's the only reason he was there. Because when Froome attacks, it's, it's, it's like something exploded. And it's the yeah. way he looks. It's amazing but that after is a bad idea. 31 hours of racing, he only lost by 10 seconds. Um, you know, that's obviously we need to see a little bit uh, more from TJ where he can get those results uh, and finish it through the line. But it has to be killing him that he couldn't make up those 10 seconds on that final stage. I mean, think about well, that. Well, think about this, though. If he'd made up those 10 seconds, we'd have to talk about how he'd peak too soon. But now that he got, only got second, we can say that he's right on track for the tour. Well... True. Plus, he's only at 90% because everyone at that race is only at 90%. Well, <laughs> or 60%. Uh, TJ Van Garderen uh, getting second, then Roy Costa getting third, yeah. wrapping out the podium for Lamprey with those funky helmets. So, did you, Wait, did you guys see the headline on Cycling News the other day when Costa won the stage? That g- great stage where him and Nibali and, and, and uh, Gallopin and... Uh, Martin were on break in a break all day with Valverde. Okay, nope. you guys didn't see it. Anyway, the best thing about the headline on Cycling News is they said Costa turns back the clock, as if he's a hundred years old and like washed up. He's only the world champion two years ago, won the Tour of Switzerland in the last three years. He's only twenty eight, but I guess Cycling News thinks he's old news and washed up. Well, he doesn't he speak sort of English. Accidentally, he's not a native English speaker. So well, I think. that's yeah. true because then all they did was run really excited articles about how uh simon yates yeah, i was just about to hell. say simon you know, yates, like fifth place yates finishes fifth cycling rejoices that another english speaker got high up so we had someone to talk to um and but not uh movie star comes in fourth uh other big finishes top american finisher uh seventh place daniel martin uh that's a t- second i don't know if you're aware of no, no i know uh, he's not american though tj van garderen is a hero it's of like the Irish world or something? No, something he, more. Yeah, he's like the world's son. Um, and then Joaquim Rodriguez in eighth, Roman Bardet in sixth. Sorry for AG2R. And then, uh, <laughs> what sort of top ten is this? <laughs> and then uh, Talansky shoots around t- with apologies. Talansky <laughs> t- in tenth. Talansky in tenth, and then rounding out the top ten in ninth place, Alejandro Valverde of Movie Star. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so the big question is for the tour, uh, who finished uh, in 16th place there, Sam? Oh, crap. Uh, uh, 16th place was – Luca uh, is going to be very happy about this. I was thinking about that when Scarponi? I saw it earlier. No, it's Daniel yeah. Navarro of Kofidis. Ooh, that's a good That's a good one. You know, he went yeah. in the move one day. 
I like to see that, you know, he, I don't understand why he's on Confidus, but whatever. <laughs> he's he's so, Spanish and he's on a French team and he's a GC rider. It makes zero sense. So little guy, yeah, there's a couple of, there's a couple of racers here. There are a couple of racers here that if this is the mini Tour de France, if this is like the one that's going to give us, and we'll talk about the big four racers and all that. But little guy, Pierre Roland in 25th place, 40 minutes down. Yeah. 38 minutes down. What's happened to him? It's you know it's hard to remember that last year he did a really good Giro you know in 2014 he finished fourth and he's kind of been missing in action since then not a lot of results used to be the French hope he's so, certainly not anymore so the next one little guy we need to talk about is Scarponi 27th place for Astana yeah but he was uh, working for Nibali and he sat up one day okay. he sat up to to help Nibali in one day so don't worry Scarponi is going to be on fire at the tour. He's been hanging out with his kids. He's going to the beach. He's been eating pizza pies. Don't so let's round out some of the other uh, important things. Nasir Buhani wins the point classification for Kofidis. He's going to be coming in looking pretty good, I think, at the tour. Um, you have Edvald Bossenhagen in second in the uh, points classification. Uh, and then uh, let's go to the uh, mountains classification. And I know all the fans around the world want to know um, how uh, MTM Quebec did it. And they have the Eurasian superstar, Daniel. And uh, I'm just going to call him Daniel for the rest of the week. Danny T. Danny T. Daniel Tikle Hymanot. Oh, not bad. It could, it could be right. Yeah, you might have got that right. Tikle Hymanot. Uh, <laughs> dominated. Dominated the mountain classification. Yeah. Uh, double the closest competitor, Chris Froome. You may have heard of him. So, anyways, really cool uh, uh, result for MTN Quebeca. Africa Who, went one two in the in the mountains competition. Uh, well, they went one three. Um, Froome got second, and then uh, <laughs> I love this podcast. God damn it! <laughs> all right, guys. So let's talk about the ones that everyone wants to talk about. Um, let's talk about all right. All right. Uh, Chris Froome. Uh, let's talk about uh, Vincenzo Nibali. Let's talk about Nibali. You know where yeah. he finished on the final stage. Far down. Just, just think about it. Just take a wild shot in the dark. He is calling his shot for the tour. He finished the final stage of the Dauphiné in 16th place. Oh. <laughs> well, there and you go. He's won. He's already won. He, he couldn't pull it off for the GC, but he let us know what he's thinking his in intention. the final stage. And uh, I think this bodes uh, ominous for Alberto Contador, Albertador, as uh, some people call him. Just me. Um, you know, but hey, the tour is going to be big. So we have. Everybody looks like they're in shape. So we have yeah. Froome. Froome is probably. Froomey num- is the number one uh, contender, I think most people would say. Then you I have Nibali. Then you have uh, Nairo Quintana, who has been living at 9,000 feet uh, altitude. And I should note that Movistar won the team classification at the. Daphine, without their star rider, Nairo Quintana, I think yeah, they Nigro... Only, they only had the guy who finished fourth in Valverde. Yeah. So, yeah, That's I'm what I'm really saying. Surprised. And they had Jean, Jean Gadre. They didn't even have they didn't even have Quintana. All they had was fourth and eighth on GC. Indeed. I, I'm, tell, I'm calling it right now. Nairo Quintana is going to win the tour by a couple of minutes. I don't think so, but we'll see. You know, he, he hasn't. We haven't seen him race in a while. He'll be racing in That's the true. coming weeks. So, so who we'll else... Get, who else are the top four contenders? Like so, so who are we really looking for? Um, well, Bardet looked good. 
Okay. Pardee looked, Pardee looked really good. Uh, Jean-Christophe Bernard did not look good yet. I'm a little nope. worried. Oldest oldest Frenchman isn't looking too good, but I think he's going to turn it around. And yeah, like you said, Pierre Roland seems to not be good anymore. <laughs> and that's too um, bad. I thought, I thought uh, Tony Gallopin had a respectable showing, good enough that, like, you know, he could be knocking on the top five coming to tour. What? Are you insane? You yes. cannot ride for GC. Uh, no. He can. Sorry, Do you think Gallopin's going to ride for GC? I think he is. All right. Well, I hope your Velo Games team backs that up. Do you do you think but, you know, Lotto's other option is going to do any anything in the GC? Jurgen's not riding. Burke? He's not There riding. you go. Then who is their GC guy? They have no GC guy. <gasps> they have They're Gallopin. They're not riding for <laughs> they're not riding for sprints. They can't win those either. They can. They've got a gorilla. They gorilla's not the gorilla's so, not strong this year. Gallopin will be in the tour to try to win a stage, but he's certainly not there riding for GC. I like the guy. I think he's a great rider. He's not riding for GC. So guys, uh, who do you put right now on your podium for the Tour de France? I'm going to say Quintana, Froome, and then I'm going to say some random Frenchman, Bardre. Bardre. That is yeah. a random Frenchman. I'd say maybe <laughs> Bardet. <laughs> I think Nibali, Bardet, and uh, Froome will be on the final podium. But All right. How about you, Spencer? I think uh, Contador on the top step, Nibali on step number two, and uh, Thibaut Pino on step number three. So is Contador right now sitting at home after winning the Giro in dominating fashion? Sitting there looking at uh, what Chris Froome did today, or mm-hmm. this weekend, worried. No, he's got his feet up on the mantle. He's uh, sipping a Pinot Noir, thinking about how he's going to dump Pinot on the ground. <laughs> during, uh, during those climbs, he's going to pour him out and let watch him roll downhill. And, uh, you know... It's probably a fine Italian wine, actually. He's making some. He's making some evil uh, genius references there. You know, I'm. I'm wondering if Contador is nervous at all because Froome put together quite the performance, um, dominating fashion, especially the way that he took out uh, T.J. Van Gardner on those last two stages. All we need to say is cobblestones. So, so you think that the cobblestones is where uh, Contador is going to be able to take it to Froome? Yeah. I mean, we've seen Contador ride pretty well on them before. Um, not so great, I guess, last year, but a few years ago, he I mean, rode really, really well on them. So what we have this year, how many stages have the uh, um, cobblestones? Just three this year? No, I I'm not totally sure. I'd have to look it up. All right. Well, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I'm a little concerned. That's the only stages that I'm concerned about, Nairo Quintana not being able to hold on. But I still think Contador has to be watching the, the Daphne sit there looking at what Froome put together and knew that he's going to have a race. He's going to have a race between those two, and then you got Quintana coming in. Nibali looked weak. Um, he but, always does that. He yeah, that I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Contador thinks his only competition is going to be Nibali. Because so. Astana is so, 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 so strong. Contador is not a stupid man. I bet no. he knows much more than us. I think he's worried about a lot of guys. Well, He'll play yeah, well. Yeah, I'm sure he's He's the cagiest rider in the peloton. What about Pino? What about your boy Pino? He finished second in a sprint today 
to Peter Sagan, who well, seems to be writing for GC in Switzerland. Like Spencer said, Contador right now is sitting there sipping on Pinot, and he's just going to throw it out. Uh, yep. You know, he's not concerned about Pinot. He can just drop that whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. He can um, pop a new bottle anytime. The uh, the bigger question is, what kind of form is uh, Quintana going to come into the tour? Because uh, he hasn't been really doing any big races. He's gonna he's gonna um, come in with some rusty form, Tim. That's what he's gonna he's, come in with. He's racing next weekend. It's yeah. gonna be like a wobbly Cat Four. You think so? <laughs> kind of think so, so. The other big race going on right now is Tour de Suisse, and uh, Peter Sagan took a win today. But uh, bigger than that, I think the biggest news out of Tour de Suisse, uh, by far one of the coolest uh, stage races, is Do, uh, Domenico uh, Pozzavivo of uh, AG2R took the start line after that horrific crash at the Giro. Mm, and I yeah. know that the three of us are very excited about that, so it's good to see him back out there uh, racing. Um, He's so, holding his own, 14th place overall right now, 29 seconds back. And if you go through the the start list for the uh, Tour de Suisse, uh, team leader for uh, Cannondale Garmin um, is uh, Tom Danielson. And let's uh, do a quick uh, little guy. Can you do a quick check to see what place Tom Danielson is in after three stages? Holy crap. I'm scrolling down. I haven't found him yet. I don't think he's their team leader. I think you might have made that part up. He has number one. (laughs) Well, I can't find him. Go on with the podcast, and when I find him, I'll let you know. Scrolling, I'm scrolling down. Like, just go on with the podcast. Go on with the podcast. So, what else you guys want to talk about? You guys been holding on to me. What else you guys want to talk about? Uh, is there more mountain bike news? We're good at that. There's no such thing. Hey, little guy, any stories on the Greenway? No, doesn't. But I doesn't did go. I did go to the um, hardware store the other day. I rode the cruiser. Came out, and there's one guy at the bike rack next to me, and he's hurrying up. He starts hurrying up right as he sees me to leave, and I'm like, all right, whatever. And he leaves, and then I look over and I notice that there's a coffee cup in my in my uh, basket. And I think that guy was the coffee cup bandit. Sad news: when we came back from Minnesota from this wedding, uh, mm-hmm. Sarah's bike was stolen while we were gone. What? Like from yeah. the house or from where? From in front of the house where we had it locked up. So a little bummed oh. out about that. So Sarah is sans bike. So if anyone sees a nice white breezer rolling around Gainesville with a front basket, how are you um, leaving bikes locked up outside? What do you mean? We lock them. But why don't you just... I mean, I'm not... It's just saying, why didn't you put it in the house? Ah, because it's heavy. I didn't want to carry it up the stairs. Mm, sounds like somebody owes Sarah a new bike. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I know a guy. Lock, what kind of lock do you have on that thing? Uh, a nice chain lock that wasn't so nice after they took an angle grinder to it. Damn. That's unfortunate. So That sucks. Have well, you found where Tom Danielson is yet, or are you still scrolling down? <laughs> I didn't find him. I told you to go on, along, go on with the podcast. I never saw Danielson. He's in fifty fourth place. Tommy D, forty three <laughs> down. So uh, he's right on track. It's so fine. as you can see, there's not much going on in the world of cycling uh, or in our lives. So because of that, uh, guys, do you have anything else to add, or should we wrap this one up? Do you want me to tell you about like oil pumps on Vanigans? Because I spent ooh, 24 hours of the last week doing that, not riding my bike. No, that's all right, because I want to go watch the Blackhawks win the Stanley Cup. But uh, you guys, uh... Holy crap, how are they still playing hockey? It is summer. It is. Hockey is dumb. Is basketball still going on? Yes. Basketball is dumb. 
So next week on the podcast, we're going to hear how Little Guy did in the Nature Valley Grand Prix. Uh, maybe he'll uh, score some nice interviews with uh, some of the racers for the podcast. And also uh, probably we'll have not. more up-to-date Tour de France coverage as we prepare for the biggest race in the world. Yep. Keep your ears to the ground, people. Spencer, you got anything? I'm wrapping this one up. That sounds good. Uh, I think we should probably remind everybody uh, that we're doing a live show at the Richmond 2015 World Championships where we'll have special guest Dan from NAM, Asterix, um, and uh, potentially a lot of other... Asterix? Potentially a lot of other cool uh, guests. Thanks for letting that cat out of the bag, little guy. The entire Slovakian national team, Asterix. So, you know, guys, we're... I'm kind of sad to say that we have secured lodging in uh, Richmond. What? Um, Good, because I was like, man, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> uh, well, I was scouring Craigslist, and I did find a really nice Econoline van. And mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, I think we're going to do this. Uh, my Price is year? right. What year? Yeah. Uh, it's an 87. Oh, it's a good year for a so yeah. yeah. Uh It's an old workman's van, so you know we're going to have to oh. put down – bring your yoga mats. Uh <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll go get an air mattress or two. Um, shotgun. Oh, I tried to watch the Dauphine this week, and I never got. I didn't watch any of it. Seemed, so. seemed good. That stage where those those dudes broke away together. Obviously, neither of you guys know anything about it. The Costa one was sounded like the most ridiculously epic stage ever, and I didn't see it. You know, I'm a little disappointed that there wasn't like a really good story about TJ Van Garder and losing and putting the blame on everybody else. He just, he or just the lost. weather or the course yeah. or the promoter. Like, I know. What is this? He's losing his edge. I don't think he's ready for the tour. I don't know. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't the, like, there's like we said, the cobble stage, man. He's gonna, he's gonna mess he's up probably, the cobble Like stage. he didn't even go like my mechanic put white bar tape on the bike and I wanted black and I was just distraught all day. I was just, I my mind was elsewhere. I couldn't focus. Yeah. My watts were down. Ugh. Maybe that's why he's, uh, <laughs> he's matured. And that's pretty much it. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the show, the podcast. Thanks for tweeting us at the slow ride pod. Thanks for emailing us the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please click subscribe on iTunes. Um, leave us a note. Leave us a review. Um, if you can't tell your friends about it, um, we're also on Stitcher. It's really important to us, and it helps build the show. And uh, remember, always wave to that fellow clown span. I can't read this, Spencer. Hey, wave at the other spandex clown wearing nerd across the road from you. All right. And more importantly, when you're on that ride, don't be that guy. That guy that Tim's being. Wait, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was good. All right. Cool. Thumbs up. Uh, and with that, we'd like to bid you adieu. Thanks for listening. Adieu. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Wait, so if we're riding a three-person bike, you think we can beat TJ Van Garderen in a time trial? Yeah, as long as there aren't turns.
What if there's there loose sandy gravelly turns? I don't though? think there's actually turn. Are there ever turns in time trials? It's just an out and Guys, back, an out and back ten mile. I don't think there's any way we could beat TJ Van Garderen unless it's there's dead three flat. of us on a t- on a triple. I don't know what you call a triple bike. So who's steering? Doesn't matter. It's, it's the flat. It's a time trial. <laughs> These are things we need to discuss. You I am just closing this out willy nilly. Yeah, little guy. You if we're gonna beat TJ Van Garderen, if we're gonna beat TJ. How do, wait, how do we, how do we, do we do this the same way as we did our national championships qualifying team sprint? So little guy's the uh, leader? He's no, the lead off? be the leader. I was the leader, but you couldn't follow me, so I had to be the second guy. Was I the closer? Who was the, yeah, Tim was we the, the starter. Closer. Tim had to be the starter because I kept dropping him, so I had to be he the second start. guy. <laughs> I started too fast to be the starter. Oh God, we're geniuses. We're okay, so so we have this tandem. All I gotta say is, if I'm not the the the, the captain, I have to wear like um, eye blinders because I don't want to see where we're steering. You guys just tell me to pedal because you've yeah. seen me in a car. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're obviously not the captain. It's between me and Spencer, and we'll figure that out. All right, <laughs> you're obviously one of the Stokers. Okay, so tandem race, we can beat him. Do you, think TJ Van Garderen, do you think TJ Van Garderen can beat us up, though? No, he's a climber. He's a GC guy. He's got little arms. Even I could take him with these little things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you come Shots to our L- Richmond, Virginia live show. <laughs> little guy, Matt Allen, versus TJ Van Garderen wrestling? Arm, arm or what? Wrestling. what arm, arm wrestling? Is that an I arm wrestling match? No, I don't like challenge. the guy, but I don't actually TJ Van Garderen to an arm wrestling challenge. TJ Van Garderen has been challenged to an arm wrestling challenge. Probably beat me. By the little guy, Matt Allen. Little guy. You need to work on your WWE smack talk, little guy, because you can't be like, oh, he'll probably beat me. No, you need to be like, that's right. I'm here. I'm in the house. This is my house. Well, you know, I was taking I was taking apples all day, and I used mostly my right arm, just like reaching, reaching, reaching. So I've been working on my arm wrestling arm. This is like the Rocky Three. Like you're doing it like American style, and American. TJ's going to come in with his weird European, like whatever, <laughs> living oh. in Spain, and yeah, Have like a full hawk and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. look, you got the hair. I mean, you keep growing that out. You're going to be a very intimidating arm wrestling uh, oh, yeah. machine. Yeah. Um, I, I would recommend watching the Sylvester Stallone classic over the top so you can learn the different uh, grips and the importance of uh, doing all that. He might have. I hope Horner makes the national team. I don't know how that's even possible, but man, would that just be amazing. Well, this course is designed for Horner. It goes, by a, couple, it goes by at least three or four Safeways. Oh. Hey, where have you been, little guy? Um, I looked over and I couldn't figure out why everything was going so slow, and I realized the Wi-Fi router wasn't working, so I was on the neighbor's Wi-Fi. <laughs> so now I'm on yeah. my Wi-Fi, so it should work considerably better since I'm sitting next to it. 